I'm Lynn Wolf, and welcome to this edition of our Rural Lifestyle Dealer podcast series, Jumpstart Your Marketing Program. Today's program is part of our Marketing Matters series and features Dustin Johansson, Vice President, and Lisa Bockledge, Account Director at Osborne Bar. Osborne Bar is a leading communications agency with a 30-year history of serving the agriculture and rural industry. This podcast is brought to you by Yanmar. I encourage you to subscribe to this series, currently available in iTunes, the Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn Radio. Or if you have another app you use for listening to podcasts, let us know and we'll make an effort to get it listed there as well. Subscribing means you will receive an alert about upcoming episodes when they are released. Thank you to Yanmar for bringing us this podcast. Don't settle for less when you can have more. For example, Yanmar makes all its compact tractors major drivetrain components, the Yanmar engine, transmission, and axles all in-house. Because they're made to work perfectly together, you and your customers get a hardworking machine with more usable horsepower, less power loss, and a smoother, more comfortable ride. Yanmar's tractors are designed to work as hard as you do for a lifetime. Strengthen your dealership today with Yanmar. Email them at agmarketing at yanmar.com or call 770-877-9894. Advertising and marketing are critical to staying top of mind with your customers, especially when they have so many options for purchasing equipment. How can you develop a well-rounded, well-planned program that brings results? In today's Rural Lifestyle Dealer podcast, brought to you by Yanmar, Dustin Johansson and Lisa Bocklidge of Osborne Bar share ideas, tactics, and strategies for your dealership from working with some of the leading names in agriculture and the equipment industry. Okay, thank you, Dustin and Lisa, for talking with us today and helping our dealers get the most out of their marketing efforts and budget. Now, Lisa, you've covered the topic of marketing for our our print issue, and I know in a previous column you mentioned that there are seven steps to building a successful marketing plan. Can you help summarize what those steps are? Most definitely. And overall, a marketing plan helps keep your dealership's marketing efforts focused on definitely achieving your business goals while aligning to your budget. So there there are some steps to consider when developing your plan. Starting out, if you would look at your first step, would be outlining your specific goals for the year. In most cases, you know, dealership's top goals would be increased sales, but really drilling down what are your specific sales goals. You know, for example, do you want to increase new equipment sales? Maybe it's rental revenues, aftermarket parts or service. You know, or is your goal to grow your customer base, you know, bring in new customers or maybe grow sales within your current customer base and really, you know, upselling current customers that you do have or potentially entering new markets. Each of these goals are definitely going to be the building blocks for each of the remaining steps of your plan. So it's good to consider what are those goals because, um, you know, if you're entering a new market, that could be a totally different strategy than trying to grow sales within your current customer base. The next step would be defining those target audiences are, in other words, for each of those goals, ask yourself, who is the specific audience to target to meet the goal? For example, if you wanted to increase generator sales, um, your targeted prospect might be, 
consumers located in areas that had the most power outages over the last couple of years, or if you're trying to increase commercial lawnmower sales, focusing on landscapers in the area, our golf courses as well. So who would be the target audiences that you're trying to really speak to for your messages to reach those specific goals that you're trying to achieve? Next is uh, drafting different strategies or tactics to reach each of those audiences. This is really the how of your plan. How will you use social media or advertising, or maybe it's direct mail or email targeting, or a combination of all those tactics to really identify your message and reach those specific audiences that you're trying to reach? For instance, maybe one of your goals is to increase your service revenues for the year. You can implement like a spring maintenance service days. To get that message out, it could be promoted via direct mail to your current customers. Maybe it's with a friends and family offer that they can share. In the same way, this ad could be promoted on Facebook, which actually Dustin will be talking about more later. You could place ads in your local newspaper or on the radio. But think of all the different ways that you would kind of spread or market that message to that audience that, again, is still aligned with the overall goal you're trying to achieve. And it's best to brainstorm ideas initially without really considering trying to be constrained by your budget because sometimes you can come up with a lot of great ideas and if you're trying to think of, oh, what's going to fit in this budget, you may not come up with some of those ideas up front. But then definitely this brings to the next step. We have to then align them with your budget. You know, So after your team outlines the strategies and tactics, definitely sit, sit down and make sure they do align with your budget. You may find that they all fit within your budget that you have for the year. However, if they don't, you can analyze maybe where you can scale back on some of those tactics. And then possibly you could implement those tactics or additional tactics when you exceed sales goals or you reach different milestones within the objective you're trying to achieve. Um, The next step would be developing a calendar for your plan. Obviously, everything can't happen in one day or one month, but look at when those activities definitely align across the plan, across the year. For instance, ensuring those activities align with the resources you also have to execute on the plan. For instance, if the bulk of your initiatives are hitting in the second quarter, you'll need to make sure that you have enough staff to manage the promotions in the business, because if not then you may be not able to execute from a customer service standpoint in the fashion that you would like to. You may want to consider shifting the initiatives to another time when it makes sense. And again, I say when it makes sense because if it's a seasonal promotion, obviously you want to have it within the season that it aligns to. The next step is actually a simple step, and however, it's very critical and it's often overlooked. Sharing your plan with the entire team. Once your marketing plan is developed, it's very important to share the details with all your employees, letting them know the goals, the marketing tactics, and the timing. For instance, if you have special promotions that are going on, that they're going to know that people may be coming to the dealership with those sales promotions in hand. So letting the whole entire team know about the promotions and the marketing initiatives that are going on is very important, and it will help help keep everybody focused on those goals. And then the final step, and it actually kind of takes you back to where you can almost go back to the plan, is 
analyzing and adjusting. Throughout the year, it's important to analyze the results of what you're doing of each of the initiatives and adjust the plan to improve on those results. If the tactic implemented didn't achieve the results, it may need to be removed from the plan. Maybe it just needs to be adjusted as well. In some cases, particularly like email marketing, you can have the opportunity to do testing almost on the fly with your campaigns, what they call A-B testing. So you could almost test two different headlines for an email and then be able to determine which one actually resonated better by the results of the campaign and then use that, you know, the headline that works the best for the remainder of your campaign. So anywhere that you can test and refine or analyze the results, even in the middle of the plan, is going to be beneficial to make the most out of your plan. Excellent. That was a, a lot of good information. I especially like the last point about, you know, refining. So don't feel locked into a, a plan if it just isn't working. And also the other point, too, about uh, making sure your whole your whole team knows that they're part of the marketing effort, too. So um, good info. Um, and then also you talked about the maybe scaling back on some of the tactics if they're not they don't fit within a budget. And, and I know that dealers always tell us that budgets are a concern when it comes to marketing. How, what ideas do you have, Dustin, for how dealers can address some, some budget concerns? Yeah, thanks, Lynn. Um, budget is always critical to execute a good, thoughtful marketing campaign. And I think the biggest key is to really narrow those marketing tactics to make sure that they are aligning with, you know, as Lisa talked about, your sales objectives or your goals for that campaign. And a lot of that comes in through segment, segmentation. So depending on what types of products you're trying to sell, uh, what region of the country you are in, or the key customer segments, you want to make sure that your tactics are aligned with your budget to hit those, those highest returns. So, you know, it could go as deep as which products is your dealership representing that have the highest margin uh, that you really want to push out to the marketplace and align those tactics so your budget uh, hits those targets. Another area of, of use is leveraging you know, digital or social media tactics. Those can be very cost effective and reach a large audience very quickly. And they can also be very targeted. If your dealership has a website and you do a lot of promotion marketing through your website, a couple tools to recommend using is search engine marketing or Google AdWords. So that really looks at when people are searching for the types of products that you represent as a dealership or even your individual dealership name, how those words are placed within your website will determine how well your topics come up in a, in a Google search function. And there's some online tools that can help you uh, analyze that to make sure that the phrasing of your website, the words that are presented, do hit those Google searches at a high level so that your dealership comes up in the top of the search function uh, versus your competitors. Also, uh, Facebook ads, which Facebook continues to grow as a great marketing channel and very specialized with these Facebook ads. And I'll talk a little bit more detail later, but Facebook ads can really be great for your dealership. As Lisa mentioned, whether it be a seasonal promotion or a specific product or segment, it's you can utilize your Facebook network for those promotions. And really finally, and probably the most cost-effective way to market to your customers is Really, in your service areas or your market areas, 
try to find partners in those markets that you can leverage. You know, one example that we've been very successful with with our clients is, especially in the livestock sector, is look for those sale barns, those livestock markets where producers are meeting up each week for the weekly sale or maybe monthly for their special monthly sales. Work with those facilities to display your product out front, have promotions on sale day, and really hit a large group of people that are together in one spot for that specific event. Some livestock barns and and the sales facilities allow you to park equipment or products out front on a longer-term basis, and that just gives you more visibility to your customer base on their properties as well. You know, if you're looking more landscape-type products, landscape supply companies, whether you can work with them to utilize your product on their yard as they're loading rock or mulch out to their customers or display your products there, and then your ag retail outlets. I know everybody in their local communities has has that one-stop shop or that store that people utilize for agriculture products, and finding those partners in your territories can be done very well. Also, FFA chapters can be a a very good outlet from a lead generation perspective. Uh, Working with your local FFA chapters to put out flyers or information out to their friends and family of any special promotions you have. FFA chapters are always looking for great fundraising opportunities, and this can be an opportunity where you partner with your local FFA chapter to spread that message. Really, when it gets down to expertise, a lot of people in your dealership have that internal knowledge of your products and services and your customer base. But if you feel you need more support, there's a number of marketing agencies and freelancers in agriculture that can help you on a contractual basis to build those marketing plans within your your associated budget. Maybe it's your equipment dealer associations that you're members of. They can provide resources but also an organization that a lot of people utilize is the National Agra Marketing Association, or NAMA. Uh, They also have a lot of great resources to help guide you and and pair you up with an agency or a freelancer that meets your budget and your your goals for that. So those those are some examples of how to, to work your budget and your expertise. We'll rejoin the discussion But I did want to take a moment and again thank our sponsor, Yanmar, for making this program possible. Using ever-advancing technology, Yanmar continuously strives to exceed customer expectations and deliver exceptional lifetime value by integrating its products, services, and knowledge into a superior quality, comprehensive solution. Visit them at yanmartractor.com backslash new dealer inquiry. So far in this podcast, Dustin Johansson and Lisa Bockledge, marketing experts from Osborne Bar, have shared the seven steps for building a marketing program, as well as how to make the most of your dealership's marketing budget and the importance of building marketing partnerships. Let's get back to the program and hear more ways to make your messages stand out from the competition, as well as the new forms of advertising on social media. I think this idea of, of looking for partners is really important. It, it seems to be a, the way a lot of business is done these days, and, and um, you can mutually benefit each organization and uh, develop a long-term relationship. I think that, that's a really excellent point. So, um, good. And uh, just on the idea of, of advertising and marketing, um, our dealers have to compete with so many other um, companies out there, so many other products. Um, so many other segments. How can 
um, our dealers generate um, the most important elements of a campaign so that their their dealership's message or their equipment message stands out from everything else that a customer hears throughout the day. Whether it's print or digital or even in the social platforms, you know, there are a few key components, you know, for at a high level for today's discussion, I'll touch on three that really can help make the message stand out. One is an engaging headline. Utilizing an engaging headline um, that can be emotionally driven or solution or benefit driven, but it really needs to spark an interest on why the reader would want to do business with your dealership. But also keep in mind to keep this very relevant and authentic. Um, You don't want to relay a message that cannot be fulfilled or isn't really factual about your dealership's product or service. For instance, don't promote same-day service if that, like a guarantee on that, if you know you're not staffed or that's not even feasible. So definitely make sure that what you're promoting can be backed up by the dealership. But overall, the message should be short and simple to engage and grab that reader's attention. Next would be an appealing layout. This can be achieved by successfully using a combination of copy, images, colors, and font styles. But in many cases, less is more, which um, you'll probably hear me say more than once, but meaning that less copy and images that can support the message is going to be better to grab their attention. Too much on an ad can make it hard for the reader to know where to focus. They may miss your key message or what you're really trying to articulate or have them do. And, you know, if you need to have more detail, because in some cases it's hard to get everything across in a small banner ad or just even in a, you know, small social ad or, you know, even print ads for that fact, you can point them to the website for more information or maybe to the blog or maybe to your dealership. Either way, you can point them or direct them to, to more information or even to another, what we would call a call to action, which is actually my next point. One, the final point of, you know, from a message is to make sure to have a clear call to action or what you want the customer to do when they read your ad or message. Um, This could be, again, to drive them to a page on your website to learn more. Maybe it's to capture more information on a lead form on their site or have them to call or visit the dealership. But make sure that at the end of the day when they read the ad, that there's a call to action that really drives action and results from your ad. That's kind of key to make sure that you're achieving the success of what you're wanting them to do when they really see that message. I think the idea about ads that um, we've all been seeing the ads uh, pop up based on our interest when we do search uh, searches online or or on social media on Facebook. And um, so that's, um, you had mentioned before, Justin, about some new opportunities there. And can you talk about that the new kinds of marketing through social media? Yes. Um Probably the largest and most popular still today is Facebook. Um, if you don't already have a Facebook page for your dealership or your business, I would definitely encourage you to, to get one started. It's a great tool that can communicate to your community, can communicate to your customers. It's just really a great way to hit a broad base very cost effectively. A couple ways that you can build your audience is through likes campaigns. And this is a tool within Facebook that you can set up a profile of a customer that you want to target. So if you're selling agriculture tractors and you want to target people in the cow-calf industry or the cattle industry, you can set that up into the profile. Uh, You can set up your geography that you want to target, and then Facebook will blast that out to those people in those areas as a like campaign to come and like your page. And then once they like your page, 
then as you push out content, they should see that into their Facebook feed. Another opportunity is through sponsored ads, and it's very similar to a light campaign, but it goes out into their Facebook feed, and it could be drawing them into a web page or into um, an offer that you're trying to promote. And that's another way to target a relevant group that you want to bring into your page. Once you get your page started and start building up your follower base, you want to make sure that you're providing relevant content so that your followers and customers want to follow your page, want to share your posts. I always like to look at a, a post performance a couple different ways. A lot of people like to look at how many likes there are on a post, but I think when you look at the number of shares, that really speaks to the quality of content. If a lot of people are sharing your post, that's good engagement from your followers, and that, and that just branches out to reach so many more people in your followers' base. But you really, we'll get back to the budget point, you really want to set a budget up for boosted posts. So what a boosted post is, is an opportunity that it will reach farther than your, your existing follower base. And you can also target who you want that boosted post to go to. I know for our, just our small uh, cattle operation back home, for $5, we can reach almost 800 people on a boosted post. And that really is cost effective to get a message out out to uh, your potential customers. You also really want to encourage your customers to engage with you. So putting out Facebook posts out there that encourage people to maybe submit a photo of them using the equipment that you represent or have them submit a photo, you know, right now we're finishing up planting season or in the hay season and, and just really providing opportunities for your customers to engage with you and get your customers to build that content on your Facebook page is a great way as well. And then during special events, Facebook continues to evolve to where you can geo-target certain areas to where your sponsored ads would hit those people in those targeted areas. Now, one great example is all of our county fairs are started here in the next month or so. Geo-target that area of where your dealership is when people are attending the county fair and make sure that your message is hitting their Facebook feed uh, for that opportunity. Instagram is another uh, social media channel that continues to grow. We're seeing a lot of people, maybe a younger generation, using Instagram in the same form or fashion, and more companies, more dealerships are, are setting up an Instagram page for their customer base. For a more specialized approach, and this would be more of an awareness tactic, is utilizing Snapchat. You can create a filter that would be your own promotion for your dealership on the Snapchat tool. And again, it's a geographic feature that you can have your Snapchat filter pull up on people's feeds promoting your dealership or your business. And then finally, text message marketing. This has really been growing the last two or three years. Great. And I think um, a lot of the things that you talked about are probably other topics to cover in podcasts because there is a... Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things to consider when you're putting your social uh, strategy in place. It's, it's much different than your own personal Facebook page and throwing out posts throughout the day or multiple posts in the day. Now, typically, we recommend a minimum you'd want to do is three posts per week so that you're not overloading your customers with content, but you want to keep the audience engaged. You don't want to post too little so that it doesn't not hit their page, but multiple posts per time per day also will hurt your metrics because Facebook will start looking at the content you're pushing out to your customer base, and if they start seeing content not being liked or shared, they will start limiting how many people your post will see down the road. So it's, it's quite a metrics game that Facebook plays. So you want to make sure your content is relevant and you want to make sure 
that you're posting three to four times a week, but, but probably not more than that. The other thing you really got to be aware of is monitoring your page and comments. Because now that your company is out there, your brain is being represented, anybody can post on your page and provide comments. So you want to make sure that somebody within your company and dealership is assigned to watch those posts. And if you have a disgruntled customer or if you have somebody that is asking for a quote to buy a machine, you want to make sure you've got the process in place of how you will handle those comments. If it's a disgruntled customer, the best approach is to ask them to private message you so they can provide a phone number to you get in touch with them offline and take that conversation off of the Facebook page and have that more in a private setting. Uh, Lisa talked about this earlier, but again, communication is key. So you want to make sure that your sales and service teams are aware of any offers that you'll be putting out on social media so that your customer, when they come in to execute those offers, your sales and service teams aren't caught off guard. Similar for text message campaigns. You want to make sure that those teams are well aware of any offers or messages that you're pushing out uh, to the marketplace. You know, with the smaller marketing teams or sales teams, probably the biggest thing to learn is don't take on more than you can handle. It's, it's much better to activate one or two social marketing channels very well than trying to be present across multiple channels and not doing your brand or your dealership justice. Um, it does take a lot of time and planning, but if done right, it can be a very effective approach to get that message out to your customer base and really engage with them on a, on a, on a very close level. And another thing to keep in mind is that content development, it doesn't have to be overwhelming. You know, one piece of content can really live on multiple platforms. For example, let's just take the topic of the top five lawnmower maintenance tips. This is one topic, but it could reside in a blog post. It could be an article for an e-newsletter. It could be a Facebook Live post. It could be five tweet broken out into five tweets and more. So, the one topic can definitely spread across multiple platforms, so it's not so overwhelming that you have to create different content for each of these platforms. And as Dustin said, working with one to two social channels, doing that really well will be more impactful than having a presence and not maintaining several social channels. So definitely best to get yourself aligned with one or two and do them really well, monitor them, update them with content, engage your audience versus having that you have a ton of social channels, but you're not active in them. Thank you again to our experts from Osborne Bar for sharing how to jumpstart your marketing program. They make an important point regarding any advertising or marketing efforts. Don't be something you're not. Strive to be relevant and authentic so you can follow through and deliver what you promise. What questions do you have regarding your marketing programs? Email them to me at lwolf at lessetermedia.com and we'll cover them in an upcoming Marketing Matters podcast. Once again, if you haven't done so already, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or the Google Play Store to get an alert when future episodes are released. Go to RuralLifestyleDealer.com to learn additional best practices regarding achieving excellence throughout your dealership. Again, we'd like to recognize and thank our sponsor, Yanmar, for helping make this Rural Lifestyle Dealer podcast series possible. And please share your feedback on today's program. You can call me at 316 648 3717. You can also keep up on the latest rural equipment news and trends by registering online for our e-newsletter 
And be sure to follow us on Twitter at RLD Editors and on our Rural Lifestyle Dealer Facebook page. Stay tuned for additional podcasts from our experts and from dealers. From all of us at Rural Lifestyle Dealer, I'm Lynn Wolf, and thanks for listening. Thank you.